Hello, everyone. We wanted to take a quick moment to thank you all for joining us today. This podcast was recorded and is made available to you by Whitley Penn LLP and WP Wealth LLP solely for informational purposes. The information, views, and opinions expressed in this podcast are general in nature and are not intended to be construed as the provision of financial or investment advice by Whitley Penn or WP Wealth. The information discussed in this podcast is accurate as of the day it was recorded, but may then become outdated over time. Please feel free to contact us if you have any questions, comments, or concerns in regard to the content presented. Thank you again for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome back to Whitley Penn Talks. This is your host this week, Matt McGee. I'm joined by two partners that you've all heard from a couple times before. We've got Mark Tobel in our tax group and Tom Ryan in our wealth group. Uh, thanks for joining me, guys. Great. Great to be here. You bet. All right, Tom, let's start with you. So the election played out a little differently than the polls in the media would have uh, had you believe. Uh, what are your general takeaways from the election and the state of the country? You know, you know uh, like all I can say is, wow, uh, for the second election in a row, how, how uh, really um, different the polls leading up to the election and the actual results were. Uh, you know, generally, I think people are, are, are really kind of scratching their head and wondering whether we should pay any attention to the polls uh, going forward. They, they really uh, uh, missed, missed the mark by, by a long shot on this. But, you know, I think the takeaway generally is that the electorate um, was not ready for major change. Uh, and I think you see that by the contrast between what we saw in the success that the GOP had in both House and Senate races, uh, in contrast to uh, President-elect Biden's uh, win uh, for the presidency, so I think you know my my takeaway of that is that generally the electorate was probably pretty happy with the state of the economy up into and leading leading into COVID, and we're hoping for for more of the same. Uh, with the with the ability of maybe split split government and uh, if you look at the pickups in the House and the Senate maybe some of the policies that were pro growth or at least per- perceived to be uh, pro growth and then certainly looking for maybe lowering the temperature uh, in a, on a national level with the change in the White House I think you know President elect Biden definitely brings a different uh, tone and tenor. To the White House, and I think you know, largely as a people, we're we're getting pretty frustrated and tired with the elevated nature of mm-hmm. things. And so, uh, yeah, the, the, first of all, the polls were were very wrong, and I think it was kind of a stamp that, in general, you know, people are looking to get back to s- some of the same of what we had in economic conditions, but maybe do it in a, a more kinder, calmer way than yeah. what, maybe what we saw over the last four years. That makes sense. Uh, Mark, what were your takeaways? Well, I have to admit, as somebody who gets the news from Fox and uh, the ticket, uh, I'm not sure this election's over. (laughs) I mean, uh, I I know people are saying that Biden won, but uh, I'm waiting until mid-December to find out for sure. Um, A couple things that are interesting is that uh, if... President-elect 
Joe Biden did win the election, it is the first time since 19, oh, excuse me, since 1884, so almost 150 years ago, that an incoming Democratic president did not have complete control of Congress, both the House and the Senate. So that leads me to believe that he probably didn't really win the election. But uh, <laughs> if, if he did, as Tom mentioned, he is going to probably have to compromise more than they thought they would have when they were campaigning last month. And something else that's uh, interesting, it seemed like everybody kind of expected this election to be close and then it may be litigated. So it seemed like the financial advice that everybody was given in the last few months was due to the volatility, it's a good time to get out of the market. Well, curiously enough, the S&P 500 from January 1st through Halloween was up a little bit more than 1%. But since November uh, 3rd, 2nd, the, the first day of November, the market has actually been up close to 10%. So if you got out of the market around Halloween, You've missed the entire run-up of the year. And um, interestingly enough, those first trade uh, four trading days during the month of November, the S&P 500 was up more than 1% each of those four days. That has only happened three other times in history. And each of those times it happened, the market was up a minimum of 23% in the coming year. So does that mean put everything in, the market's going to go crazy. Um, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> Who knows? So that's my takeaway. Yeah, it's like the roles have been reversed. <laughs> I didn't expect some of those stats. Uh, so we, we've we had, we're roughly three weeks since the election. Uh, we've had three positive vaccine trials announced uh, each of the last three Mondays. Uh, how do you guys see the next two, three months playing out? Uh, it's interesting. And Mark, thank you for, for the, the financial information. I totally felt it. You know, we, we, we don't believe our crystal ball is any better than anybody else's, which just kind of leads you back to, you know, don't time the market. And you would, certainly in this case, you would have missed a significant run up. But to that end, which I think is also interesting, is, you know, uh, on the back of uh, the vaccine news, which, you know, I think th to a large degree has contributed to, to the market recovery, as, as Mark's indicated. But, but you know, you peel that back a little bit, and actually what we're seeing is a lot of the out-of-favor positions that didn't participate uh, since the spring of the year and the recovery are actually doing exceptionally well now. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, what I take that is that the marketplace is perceiving an end uh, to uh, the COVID crisis, if you will, via vaccines, specifically some of the positive we news that we've had, and, and can see certain parts of the economy actually having the opportunity to expand uh, into the future, into 2021, which, you know, there really wasn't that clarity in 2020. You know, you hear about the stay-at-home winners, the you know, the Netflix and the, Zoom and Zoom and, and Google and Amazon and 
those technology-based companies that were primed to take advantage of uh, a locked-in economy has done, have done exceptionally well and have largely led the indices, you know, on, on the names of a handful of positions. Mm-hmm. But, you know, underlying that, you know, most of the market has not recovered until, as Mark indicated, the last several months. There's a big rotation right now going into small caps and value and, you know, the travel, the airlines, automakers, hotels, financials that largely have not participated. And so, you know, I think as long as we continue to get positive uh, data and news on the, on the viruses, as long as the distribution methodologies become clear and how we're gonna get them out in the marketplace, I think that trend probably continues. And I'm hoping for a 23% uh, next year, but I think if it happens, it's gonna be on the back of small cap Mm-hmm. and value who have a lot of, of headroom to go. And, and, and you know, I, I, I guess my takeaway is uh, I, I think probably uh, the Republicans hold uh, majority um, as, as that finish, that race finishes up. Uh, and I think because of that, I think the, the theme of the next at least two years while, uh, while the Democrats have the House is going to be compromise. That I think I, I personally think Biden is, is is hoping for split government because I think to a core he's probably a moderate, and the pressure that he's getting right now from the the left and from some of the some of the folks on the left that feel like they got him to where he is in this cycle uh, that payment is going to be tough, and I think I think Biden would very much like to be able to to have some type of blockade. Uh, to allow him to be more moderate. And I, I, I personally think uh, the country will do really well with split government and moderates on both sides kind of raising their hand and, and finally establishing a little bit of, of, of position where, you know, in the past, the last four years, it seems like the far right has been uh, the loudest voice. And then certainly if, if uh, the left gets their way, they would be in the next cycle. But I think for the country, kind of given some of the issues that we're facing, uh, I think compromise would be really, really good. I think, you know, generally there'll be a uh, focus on spending. I think, you know, we'll deal with deficits, whether it's infrastructure, whether it's stimulus, whether it's other programs. I think the moderates can probably all get together in the environment we're in and some of the economic difficulties that we're having. But I think it will be spending. I think the Fed will be accommodative. I think. Treasury will marry it with spending programs, so I think it's actually going to be a pretty, pretty good environment for the next at least two years, and we'll see what happens in the House at that point. Mark, what do you think? Yeah, I mean that's a very good question. I, I think we all kind of agree over the next four to five weeks, Georgia will be on everybody's mind. Yeah. Um, again, if you if you watch Fox News, listen to what's coming from Fox. Um, there, there are some questions about the election, especially, especially specifically Atlanta and Georgia. And so if the election that took place a few weeks ago uh, is, is any indication of what could happen in January, hopefully both sides will be totally prepared to count all of the legal votes. Um, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of mail-out ballots taking place again, but hopefully the state of Georgia will handle this election in January much better than the one they did in November, and that will give the country some confidence as we go forward. 
Um, I, I really don't know. I mean, I would hate to make a bet on how that race goes. Uh, in, in order for there to be split government, the, the Republicans definitely have to pick up one of those seats. And I think it'll be a challenge for all four candidates to to win. I mean, it's going to be really a toss-up. But between now and that election that's five weeks from now, I'm going to be watching very closely uh, the president-elect Joe Biden's uh, picks, not only for his cabinet, but for other high-level offices. And I'm hoping that they are moderates, but that will also be a telltale sign. Uh, he's indicated that he's not going to pick Elizabeth Warren for the Secretary of Treasury. Um, and I believe him. And, and that, again, will be a good sign for business if it's not somebody like her or somebody to the left of her. So I, I will be keeping an eye on his selection and um, I, I will be doing everything I can to read and keep up with the way he's moving over the next four to five weeks to give our clients some indication of which way he may go over the next two years. Yeah, let's dive into that a little deeper. Uh, what do you guys think investors and business owners are feeling uh, now as we're four to six weeks away from this runoff and roughly two months from uh, the inauguration? You know, I think right after the election, uh, it wasn't necessarily clear at that time that Georgia was going to run off. Uh, you know, the, the, I think Purdue uh, was over 50% for the first several days after the election. And so I think there was general, generally optimism about split government, which typically has fared pretty well for economic conditions. Mm -hmm. But I think certainly as, as that information has changed, and so we realize that, you know, Georgia is going to run off. I think really what's, what's most and foremost in business owners and investors' minds right now is just this reemergence of the COVID cases. You know, since the election, and, and it was, it's interesting, I can remember Trump uh, one of his campaign stops saying, you know, on no November 4th, we'll probably not hear the word COVID again. It was such a political, it was used for political purposes. Well, obviously we know that that's not the case. Mm -hmm. uh, so in, in addition to getting good news on vaccine, we're also getting bad news on just spikes. Yeah. And I, so I think what's foremost in, in investors and business owners' minds right now is, you know, is listening to some, some state leaders around the country that are talking about potentially shutdowns again. You know, we saw last week that the, uh, the New York schools went, went back remote. Uh, we, we get reports out of California about uh, some, some policy decisions on group gatherings for the holidays and just real concern that if we go back into another shutdown, you know, even with stimulus, even with PPP, which, you know, was a Band-Aid, you know, largely to help bridge the gap, you know, we're not there. We're not even close in, in Washington right now uh, between uh, Pelosi and McConnell on a deal. And I think businesses are really concerned that they're not going to be able to, to weather an, another storm, another lockdown. You know, Ab Abbott, uh, governor of Texas, is has been really clear that he's not shutting down, that, you know, he recognizes the, the, the impact to the economy. So, it is really interesting. We're only a couple of weeks out from the election, but the mindset I think has very much shifted from, you know, maybe this is a good thing and to, with with split government to oh my goodness, these numbers are crazy and mm -hmm. what does it mean and can our politicians and leaders effectively navigate through this without 
you know, causing another shutdown to the economy, which would be devastating. Yeah, especially as a lot of those PPP programs come to an end at the end of this year. Uh, Mark, I'd love your perspective on that. Yeah, uh, it's a good question. And, uh, you know, there's still a lot of small businesses out there, whether they're movie theaters, restaurants, um, companies like that that are looking for direction from somewhere, from the federal government, the state government, and unfortunately, at this, at this point in time, uh, there's, there's not much help or assistance out there. Uh, these businesses, if things continue to uh, stay locked down or even at a reduced uh, amount of people that are allowed in at 50 to 25%, they're struggling. And so they are looking for some sort of solution, whether it's another PPP program, uh, stimulus, some aid, whatever. And uh, we're still looking for guidance from Congress and the IRS on the last PPP program as far as whether those amounts are actually uh, the amounts that the loan was spent on. Are they going to be allowed as a deduction or as the IRS says, no, they're not? Uh, when is the best time to really face those things on the tax return? Is it 20? Is it 21? We're still waiting for guidance from Congress and the service, and uh, it doesn't look like that's going to be coming our way anytime soon. And it, it's a real source of frustration out there for um, not only small businesses, but even medium-sized businesses and larger businesses that are looking for direction. It's frustrating. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, to that point, uh, would like to wrap up here. Uh, both of you have worked with a ton of business owners, individual investors, so you have a pretty well-rounded perspective here. Uh, what advice would you guys give uh, investors and business owners as we look ahead? Yeah, and I'll you know maybe just recap a little bit. First of all, I, I think I think the environment could be pretty positive going forward. When you have support of Treasury and the Federal Reserve and really central banks around the world recognizing the extreme nature that we're in and committed to providing liquidity and, 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 and financial tools to get the economies back on target, uh, you know, I think that gives a level of confidence to the business community, to the investment community. Um, I think, you know, there's still a lot of undervalued securities um, that have the opportunity for appreciation both domestically and abroad. So as asset allocators, you know, we're really spending a lot of time working with our, uh, our portfolios right now, making sure that uh, we have, we're, we're, we're there to capture uh, that upside. I think um, split government traditionally is, is not a bad thing for economic growth and for market activity. Uh, I think the Democrats in the House are on alert uh, as to what happened in, in the narrowing of their majority uh, in an election which they were going into uh, under the understanding that they were going to increase. Uh, there's a message that the American people, I think, have, have delivered to Washington. And I think it's got the attention of a lot of moderates who are going to be hypersensitive uh, on how they're viewed in this administration going into the 2022 election. I think that bodes well for good legislation that is, you know, compromised, that has support on both sides to come out. I think the narrowing of the Senate, likewise. Um, 
you know, I, I don't think the American people are already prepared or interested in a far left agenda. I think they were tired of the uh, the hyper extreme nature of the White House, but they but generally uh, they're not apt to change this quickly. Uh, so I think you know it's op I'm optimistic. Um, I you know I, I don't have crystal balls. So what I do know is staying in the game uh, with some of the attributes that are present in the environment are usually pretty positive uh, for uh, good outcomes. And so I would, I would tell uh, business owners, continue what you're doing, look to be productive, you know, look to be cost sensitive, look to utilize technology uh, to make your businesses uh, more adaptable as we evolve into you know, whatever this new normal looks like. Uh, the vaccine is close. And you know, I'm hoping in, in you know, a year, year and a half from now, we look back at just this really terrible time in our history, but we're moving forward stronger and, and better because of it. Mark, what, uh, what are your thoughts? You know, thinking through this year, 2020, what, what a year this has been. Uh, as we headed into it, we knew we had the election coming up and uh, that, that by itself was a big enough deal. Now here it is, almost three weeks after the election, we still don't know who the president is. We're still working through some issues. Uh, then we get here with a pandemic, you know, a lockdown, uh, all the craziness of all of that going on throughout the year. You know, I, I, like many people, are a sports fan. So the Dallas Stars are actually in the Stanley Cup. <laughs> and being a season ticket holder, you know, you can't see any of the games because they're up in Canada. <laughs> but on a bright note, uh, the World Series was in Arlington. Unfortunately, the Rangers were eliminated after about three weeks of the season. Um, it, it's just been one crazy thing after another. It hasn't all been bad news, as we say, but it's just been totally unexpected. And 2020 is a year of unexpected results. No doubt about it. But as, as Tom just said, you know, as far as advice going forward, I, I think the key is to stay the course. Um, I know we all want to shut off TV, shut off the news, and uh, that's probably really good advice, but it's kind of important to see which way the new administration is going to be heading. Uh, keep an eye on his cabinet, keep an eye on his picks, keep an eye on Georgia. Um, but but don't, don't do anything rash. Stay the course. Uh, if, if you have questions on what the course is, you know, reach out to an advisor, reach out to friends, reach out to your attorney, reach out to anybody and bounce some questions off of them. Um, rarely are you going to meet anybody in any line of, of uh, services these days that has the answers to everything. But if you read a lot, listen a little bit, take notes, um, maybe all that information will help guide you to do the right thing and, and help you through 2020 and, and that 2021 is maybe your best year ever. And that's uh, what I would advise. I like, I like it. the way that ended. Yeah. Yes. A lot of good information. Thank you guys for sharing. Great. Thanks, Matt.